Phoenix and Adam in the morning. Banana Sam Elliott. Hey, my car battery died again, so that was fun. Awesome. Yeah, I know. Because I was going to drive to the... Well, I mean, I did drive to the bank. I My unemployed self got up at 10 a.m. And then I... Damn! Drove, it's up at 5.30, man. <laughs> yeah, but you have responsibilities. I don't. And then I took my mom's car to the bank. Played uh, Limp Biscuit on the way to the bank. After watching about, about 45 minutes of skateboarding compilations this morning. So I am a 2000 stereotype through and through. <laughs> so I am going to record my audio now that we are both... Or, uh, I don't know what... We're not both all set, but all three of us are now set. So I guess that would be both with a little two above it for like a math terminology that I'm blanking on. Whatever. Let's start this. Boom. Man, that was wet sounding. (laughs) That's what she said. Yeah. (laughs) 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 That That was the appropriate way to kick this this podcast off i have no dedicated intro song and i need to work on that but uh the the band is here it's like a band practice but without the practice so this is like whenever if anyone's ever asked you like oh it's cool to be in a band what's band practice like anyone who's not in a band outside of hearing music is now seeing what a band practice is like which is just me making terrible jokes that only entertain me True. So. I'm entertained by them. <laughs> you you cut out and I didn't hear your burn. It wasn't a burn. I just uh, said I'm entertained by then, them. Then proceed forward. Ah, well, <laughs> thanks. How'd you guys get those cool backgrounds? There's a option uh, next to the video icon and the little up arrow and it says choose virtual background. So then I just downloaded a picture of Independence Hall. Nice. I guess people that are listening to the podcast don't get that. But. No, but people who listen to every episode, when this episode goes up, I talked about this. I had the same exact conversation in the episode I recorded like two days ago. So they're <laughs> going to hear me explain how I sleep under copies of the Constitution and Declaration of Independence. So I felt it was fitting that I have meetings in front of the Founding Fathers. Nice. And my background, for those of you who are listening, is George Washington crossing the Delaware, baby. Yeah. <laughs> To victory! God bless America. There's I think no way to... that boat actually made it through all those ice icebergs. Oh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> it was probably painted we... in for dramatic effect. I feel like we do have to say, fuck Benedict Arnold. I feel like oh, we yeah. just always have to say that. Fuck Benedict Arnold. <laughs> Total traitor. <laughs> He's that guy in high school who like had a new uh, NFL hoodie after every Super Bowl. Yeah. And it yeah, was exactly. always the winning team. <laughs> And she's like, hey, man, like, my team's captain, like, allegedly stabbed a guy, and we're standing by him, so. <laughs> you should do the same thing with your team. Stand by the murderers. Sports are on hold, and I uh, am not handling it well. It should be baseball season, and it's not. I know he's not handling it well because when I was over there, him and Joe were so excited to see marble racing on TV. Yeah, ESPN two <laughs> went into ESPN eight, the Ocho, and there was just terrible sport. Dude, that like uh, that Swedish 
high diving stuff that was, was awesome. no joke. That was so cool. They like try to purposefully belly flop and like do the most fantastic belly flop they can. And it's so amazing. From like 32 feet up in the air. And the cool thing is, is that apparently in Sweden or uh, they were Swedish, right? I forget. Uh, they were whatever the ethnicity of the two uh, side characters and family guy are. That I want to say like, they were from Norway. Oh, you said it, friend. <laughs> Those guys, yeah. Uh, but it won me over because there's a long-standing history in that sport of uh, jumping off the high dive in uh, cut-off jean shorts. <laughs> and as a fan of cut-off jean shorts, I'm for it. Damn, I should have worn my, my cut-off jean shorts. Liner in the wash. We went, we've been like doing <laughs> battlefield hikes. You're not supposed to wash your cutoffs, Nick. You're supposed to let them <laughs> ripen. That's how you get I like glory. To, I, like to be, I like to live on the edge and try things differently. <laughs> I, I hiked on the battlefield in jorts for the first time. And mom and Joe and them, they looked at me like I was a moron. And I was like, it's springtime. Jorts are out. Legs are flowing. <laughs> It's a beautiful time to be alive other than the fact that things are weird and scary. Whoa, there's a picture of me behind Nick and Adam. We're all there with Nick now. Yeah. It's like... What's better than one of each of you? Two of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Doc Holliday. <laughs> <laughs> this is wonderful. Nick just gave me a kiss. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> <laughs> what is anybody have any talking points about yeah. anything this virus thing sucks <laughs> yeah do yeah it's uh rem remember like when we played the same place that nick's background is at and we were like i it's blown out of proportion and in like two weeks everything will be fine <laughs> yeah and then everything <laughs> was not fine <laughs> now it's four and a half weeks later and the, literally this podcast is my lone sanity saving grace yeah, it's like this week, it's really starting to like now weigh on my mind just of like, oh my God, this sucks. Like I was yeah, fine I, the first few weeks. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll keep, I'll stay occupied. I'll do shit. Now it's just like every day is the same and it's annoying. Yeah. I told Maggie the other day, I was like, um, we've been, we've been inside for like three weeks. We still have another three weeks at least <laughs> to go. We're going to be doing this for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it hit me at the end of last, like uh, like Friday through Monday for me was like the, the peak, like this is terrible and I'm not in a good mood about anything and I just want to sleep for the next four days. Right, exactly. And now I'm here and feeling better about things because selfishly I have gotten a pretty good amount of positive reviews from exactly what we're doing right now. So I, as long people, as they're not positive Corona tests, that's, Hey, keep the reviews positive and your Corona tests negative. All right. <laughs> that's the opening of the show right there. <laughs> oh, the, I don't, it starts with ramblings every episode. And then we get into what people actually want to talk about. What do people want to talk about? I don't think they want to talk about anything. I think they want to talk about me rambling. 
I'm rant. tired of talking <laughs> about the disease, but it's all I talk about. So true. It's I got a, burned twice by the, uh, are you familiar with the hard times? Yeah. Well, yeah. On I love that. Facebook that, and uh, Instagram website. and the internet. Yeah. This is a satire page. Yeah. So Nick, it's kind of like the onion, but it's centered around like uh. more of this, like the music scenes that I'm into and Phoenix is into like the punk rock and hardcore stuff. What's called the hard times. Yeah, the hard times. And there I I believe they released two articles a couple weeks ago cuz someone sent them to me on the same day and one of them was like guy who just got into hockey is now missing hockey. <laughs> and then like 3 days later they posted one as like guy who started a podcast definitely shouldn't start that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I felt attacked by something I love so much. But uh, a good burn's a good burn, and it's true. I just got into hockey, and I am missing hockey, and I uh, started a podcast, and I'm bad at public speaking, so I probably shouldn't be one to host a podcast. I feel like seeing you drink what I'm assuming to be a beer. Seltzer. Seltzer. Uh, well, we should do a podcast. We should do like a special special edition podcast where it's just us getting tanked and talking about <laughs> stuff. Like... We just schedule like a two-hour podcast, and when we start and we hit record, we just start pounding back drinks. We and just should see wait what happens. until I start the Patreon because if I'm gonna sacrifice my public image, I'm gonna get paid to do it. Okay, <laughs> but wait, check this out. Ready? Ready? Wait for it. Wait for it. Bam! Oh, it's Nick drinking in silhouette for drinking out of the band koozie. Nice. It's promotion that no one can see. Nice. <laughs> I like whenever with your background, whenever you lift it up to drink, you can see some of the guy's faces in through the through the koozie. Yeah, because it's like I guess it Does works it? better with a green screen. Yeah, and I guess this is close <laughs> enough to green. Actually, the can might be green at the bottom. Uh, now my arm's gone. <laughs> your arm's gone. It's like I got shot and they had to amputate it. Because that is a. T if, if we think the coronavirus is bad, like imagine being a soldier in a war before modern medicine was like a thing. You'd be like, "Hey, take drink this bottle of vodka and get ready to have your arm cut off." <laughs> we're gonna fun. get you hammered, and then we're gonna take this saw to your arm, and we're gonna let you bite on a belt. <laughs> Easy peasy. It's. I respect all of our. Uh, Founding fathers who made that sacrifice so we could live in these great times where jackasses like me can put their pictures behind me while I goof around on the internet with my friends. <laughs> really is a glorious time we're living in. Did you see the, um, to switch to, to audio stuff, did you see the, uh, the video demonstration of Luna? I think it's Luna. I, I downloaded it and I... Oh, you downloaded I, Luna? Yeah. It's out? Um, oh. I guess I didn't read far enough into the details because it said it was going to have like a built-in Neve summing mixer and the Studer tape. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, cool. I'm getting a software where I'm going to have the option to just add the analog sound right in on the track like it's going to come with the software. No, it's expansions that you can buy for $300 a plug-in. <laughs> Because I was about to post when they released it. I was going to take a picture of my computer while it was downloading. I was going to be like, see you later, Slow Tools. Happy I didn't because I'm probably going to stick with Pro Tools until, yeah. like, it's on my computer and I'd like to mess around with it, but 
<laughs> that's so funny. And $300. <laughs> that's that's why you always read the fine print, in my opinion. like. But if you look on Universal Audio's website, it says like built-in analog sound. So to my mind, that's like, it's going to be a master bus option. Liars. They're like, it comes with oxide tape. I'm like, I already have oxide tape. It's my favorite yeah. plugin. I talked about it in episode one. Revert back oh, to yeah, it, you listeners. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll have to let me know how it is, though. One of the other reviews that I got was like, I listened to the first episode, and when you guys started talking about stuff, I had no idea what you were talking about. I was like, well, yeah. Naturally. Probably don't know what we're talking about now. I can That's tell the Nick's point like, of a podcast, isn't it? Exactly. I don't really know. The point of a podcast is to alienate everybody. <laughs> it's going to be, I want my podcast to be so niche that the only people who listen to it to get enjoyment is me listening back in a very like sociopathic vain manner where I'm just like, yeah, I am the guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing this podcast for me. And any of my music friends who want to, uh, Skype in or Zoom in and join me to release another episode. Uh, send me an email or a Facebook message or an Instagram message. Write me a letter. Anyone who wants to come on, I'll talk to. I could probably get my uh, dermatologist to come on. Do you have a dermat? I mean, your hair is very nice. I actually probably should look into that. So Dermatologist is skin, not hair. <laughs> yeah, but I have like chronic dandruff, so they could probably. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> So, I think Head and Shoulders should release a body wash that's called Knees and Toes, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, call your dermatologist and uh, let, me, uh, let me pitch that idea. All right. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do, I do have a call with one of my doctors. So, like, I'm not going in, but I'm just, like, calling to get, like, um, my prescription refilled. And I should, like hook up my phone, figure out how to hook up my phone to the computer and just have our conversation on the Zoom podcast. I'd be like, hey, Dr. Khan, just guess, guess what? You're now on the podcast. You're like, live. What? <laughs> You're live. You're like, uh, this is confidential. No, not, <laughs> like, not anymore. anymore. That's my worst nightmare is when somebody records me on a, on a cell phone call <laughs> and, I, and I don't know it. What kind of stuff have you said? In front Nick? of a microphone, I'll say what people want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> you bug my house. You're going to hear some outlandish stuff. <laughs> Ooh, I want to bug. We got to bug his house now. Mostly talking about you two and uh, how I got to do a podcast with you guys. And, <laughs> and how horrible it's going to be. It. I mean, we're we're 15 minutes in at this point and it's... It's going good. <laughs> so what are we listening to, boys? It's uh That was gonna be downtime. So that was that was gonna be my I was gonna transition into the everyone's five song playlist of the day. Oh, everyone's on the same page then. Yeah, I was like, uh, there's a lull. This will be my first question. I have a blank piece of paper that I am looking at like it's show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you upgraded the... We've got unlimited minutes now. Did you guys just get that notification? Sweet. Yeah, it just said running out of time. We've removed the 40-minute time limit on your group. I didn't do that. It did it for us. Thank you, oh, Zoom. Oh, yeah, because generally Round of you applause. have to... Thank you, Zoom. Zoom. They, I, heard, I read about that because like, typically you have to pay for like past a certain time, but since coronavirus, they're like, you know what? 
let's give this to everybody for free because if not, they'll kill themselves. Keep the minutes unlimited to keep the suicide rate down, I guess. I mean, I imagine there's a couple people who are unfortunately like in that dark of a mental place with this whole thing that yeah i've, I've already seen some articles it's pretty tragic it's that's like, it's just not good so that's why we're gonna start this to entertain everybody bada bing bada boom boom i'm pretty i'm pretty distraught by that notification that we can go over 40 minutes i was really looking forward to only talking to you guys for 40 minutes <laughs> that's fair <laughs> that's we, that's why he had so much air quotes trouble with his microphone <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I can kill at least 35 <laughs> trying to get the audio to work. Tech sh- uh, troubleshooting. I mean, we do have very efficient band practices. It's it's not like other ones where there's really no hangout to band practice. It's like in, how are we doing? Get started. Let's all go. I don't know. You and me derail it sometimes for a couple minutes. <laughs> well, yeah, I, but... That's why I'm tuning, but... That's why we started a podcast. Exactly. Or why I started a podcast. I don't know. To derail life. Who wants to start with their five songs? I do not because I I don't Take know it away, what mine Nick. is. Five songs. What's that? Five five songs, top five songs of quarantine? No, yeah. just if you were gonna like vacuum the house and with your headphones in or drive to the grocery store, like your twenty to thirty minute playlist. Like just no judgment, just five songs off the top of your head that you're feeling right now. Who's starting? You. Yeah, I will, uh, I will defer yo, to you, Nick. Soldier boy up in that. Oh, I know. I, I know mine are always going to be pretty uh, different from you guys. Um, I think I, I right now I've been listening to uh, an album by Alan Toussaint called the The Bright Mississippi. Um, I'm I'm not sure when it came out. It, it's I think it's been a little while. I think it came out uh, maybe in the early 2000s. I have to look it up, but um, it's just cool. Uh, instrumental jazz you know um kind of like kind of standards in the jazz world uh, i know um it's like you know old louis armstrong songs saint james infirmary you know uh, a couple gospel tunes in there cool but it's like it's cool to listen to for me i, I love listening to um those jazz giants man they're, they're like it's like every every four bars you could just hit pause and turn that into a song idea. They're, they're so, they, they just exude uh, creative ideas so much at a high level at, than what uh, I think the normal mu- musician does. So whenever I'm in a rut, man, I just go to those old jazz dudes and just, I just listen to 20 seconds. There's something in those 20 seconds that will give you three or four song ideas to roll with. It's crazy. Hell it's yeah. just a, it's a encyclopedia in your iPod. Or on your record player. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah, they're like they're all over the place constantly. But like in a in a controlled way. It's like yeah. it's like a controlled chaos almost. Like and I feel like that's one of the things about jazz that's hard for people to get into is that like on first listen, you're like, Whoa, what what the hell is going on here? But then once you start learning about it, you're like, Oh wow, there's there's poetry to this this madness, I guess, if you will. And then you start yeah. realizing it's not madness, it's all it's all structured in a way. Jazz taught me to listen to music in color, like rather than just being like, oh, this song, this song's sad or this song's about going out and partying or this song's about a girl. It was like, you know, you can write a song about a girl, but it can be, you know, it can moods of blue and green and red and black and, you know, like 
jazz made me always think of color whenever I listen to it. So it, like that's how it set uh, it set my mind up to trying to learn how to write songs was just think about setting a mood with color. You could write you could write about the same topic a hundred different ways, but it, if you can if you can alter that color of the of the mood of the song, then 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 you're on to something. Never thought of it that way. I know, neither did I. I was like, whoa, all right, now I got I got an assignment now. Now I got to listen to some jazz and think about <laughs> color. But that was kind of the, like you said, like your your tastes are probably different than our go-tos, but that's kind yeah. of the whole point of this podcast is that like I like exploring new music and I like I appreciate music more if someone explains why they like it because then I can try to put myself in their shoes whereas opposed to like, if someone likes something that I don't and they just say, check this song, and I'll be like, well, it's not good. But it, when I hear someone's perspective, I'll be like, oh, okay, that analytically makes sense. Yeah, and then when you then when you go to listen to it, then you can kind of think about what that person said and you've got, you've got something that you're listening for now. Instead of just putting the music on and just hearing it, now you're listening for what that person said and, be, and seeing if, oh, I can hear what they were talking about now. Now I can appreciate it even more, even if it's not something that I would have necessarily enjoyed just on my own free excursion into it yeah. like because compared to you like your go-to music tastes uh phoenix and i are probably lumped in like the same category like broad stroke but mine and his like personal tastes are so different so actually after this episode's over i think he and i are going to record an episode where um i pick two songs that i've been di like really digging on and he picked two songs, and then we're going to get really nerdy and, and break it down. Nice. And it's fun, because I definitely pick songs that are way more in my vein that he probably wouldn't gravitate to initially. And then he picked two songs that really aren't my taste, but I like from an analytical thing to not spoil the next possible episode. <laughs> but it's cool to go about it in a respectful way. So if, if we can water it down for the average listener just through these playlists, I think it's really cool. Well, it's um, it's more intriguing that way because you know it's like um, it's like when you're when you're in high school and your friends like, hey man, you got to check this out. All they do is just hand you a CD. And back then we would just go and listen to it. But now yeah. it's like as we get older, we've listened to more and more music. It's like we only have a certain window of the day for us to just test out music that brand new stuff that we want to listen to. So whenever you talk about yeah. where you have a friend saying, here's two songs that I really dig that you probably won't, but here's why you're going to going to like it. And then they explain it. That can really just, it can help further that step into uh, opening up the door to, to listening to new music. Yeah, I remember um, we talked, Phoenix and I did the two episodes where we like kind of went through our musical, our own personal musical histories. And that's like, I want to thank you, Phoenix, for doing that with me. Cause like since we did that, like I have rediscovered, like I almost rediscovered myself and my love for music, like through talking about it. Cause I've been listening to like all the records that I would pass off as lame that I've like matured as a person and a musician. But I'm like, I'm listening to like the stuff I listened to in middle school. And I'm like, some of it is still awesome. And it's, Hell it's yeah. just been cool. Yeah, I went back and started listening to Rafi again. Baby beluga in the deep blue sea. Nice. Oh a lot of God. lullabies, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'll get you together with Larkin and you guys can have a day. 
<laughs> oh yeah, we'll just hang out, drinking bottles of shit, <laughs> popping bottles in the club. <laughs> cool. So, what else is on your playlist, Nick? Or has it just been that uh, that record? Um, I listen to. Have you guys heard of Yola? Do you, have you heard of Yola yet? No. Uh, just a female singer, um, singer songwriter. I first heard her. Um, kind of a, a she had like a quick cameo on the first song there was a, there was an album that um Jason Isbell's wife Amanda Shires and Brandy Carlisle and uh uh hopefully nobody from that band's listening cuz I I can't remember the other two but um they they created a they did an album together it was called uh The High Women uh, kind of like the Highway Men that um Johnny Cash and all those guys did back in the day. Yeah. So they did yeah. a they did a female version of it, and on the very first song, um, this real like real bluesy singer comes in, just sings one quick verse, and that's all you hear of her the entire album. She just did a quick cameo, and her name's Yola Y O L A. Man, I I just checked out her album. Uh, she got pipes, dude. That's actually what I was listening to while I was cleaning the house. You reference what am I listening to whenever I'm vacuuming, but. Yesterday, that's what I was digging. She, um, yeah, it's cool. And there's like there's covers and stuff on on her album. I think she does like "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road," and, but um, and I think that's um that's rare for me. I I still listen. I'm still trying to catch up on stuff that I was listening to or should have been listening to whenever I was like 20. So now that I'm 35, it's like I don't have time for what's modern because I still have this long list of music that I'm still trying to catch up to. Right. So, yeah. So to so to find like a new fresh artist, which I've been putting more time into. I'm I'm not saying that I'm not listening to new new artists at all, but um, just listening to something fresh that just came out, um, that felt good. Yeah. No. It's always cool to kind of hear like brand new stuff and kind of hear where music, where production, where all that is kind of heading. You know, especially if you only have a certain reference point of past things. Yeah. See, I'm in the opposite. Like, I've been in a rediscovery phase where, like, everything that I've been getting into hasn't really been, like, the only modern stuff I'm, I've am i been listening to in the last couple months has been new releases from artists that I've liked. Whereas, like, I'm going, like, I'm going way back. Like, I went on a Beatles kick the other month. Like, I just got into, like, grunge and stuff again. Like, it's been cool to just refine all that and be like oh it makes more sense as an adult and now that i don't care to try to look cool like i can i'm just allowed to like whatever i want <laughs> everyone else can like what they like and judge me not however the rest of that biblical phrase goes <laughs> so phoenix you, you know, wanna you wanna go next or nick do you have more or? no um i was just gonna say that uh one thing i i did the other night that was that was kind of cool was i i put on um an Almond Brothers record, like an actual vinyl record, and turned all the treble down, so you could just really hear the bass a little bit better. Yeah, um, that was cool. Just because you know you listen to a guy like Barry Oakley, the Almond Brothers, the original bass player for the Almond Brothers. Um, like, like I'm, I'm trying, I'm starting to get into that. Where I've always thought in the sense of a, as a guitar player, obviously, um, mm -hmm. but listening to like a bass player. Uh, kind of like what Fe how Phoenix plays. Like it's just not just hitting the root every 
every two beats, you know, it's uh, it, like, it was like hearing a bass player play, uh, as if he's like, as if he's not even in the band, like if he, he's out in his own world, but he's still laying down a, a beautiful foundation. That was really cool. I, that was, um, I've been trying to do that a little bit more. It, it sounds weird, but it, it's like, I'm just putting on records and turning, turning the treble down a little bit, just so you can hear that low end a little bit better. Mm-hmm. That's, that's cool. That's been opening up my, uh, my ears to, um, how bass players think. I, I know Phoenix, you, you came from a guitar background, right? The key is we don't think. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I was no. hoping that uh, I was hoping that wouldn't be the case because that's what guitar players do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think my Does anybody in and, a band think because I'm a drummer and I definitely don't think. <laughs> we should start thinking. No, I think that. my my approach my approach to bass playing is kind of like is hearing the underlying like rhythm and beat, you know, like, like, of course you've got the, the main chord progression and then trying to fill that space in with melody that either like, kind of like when you have a guitar solo and you do like a call and response kind of thing on a guitar solo, like I kind of had like started my bass playing basing off of that. Like, okay, like what is the, what are some of the licks the guitar player is doing or what are some of the melodies that the guitar player is doing? How can I either like harmonize with that, highlight that, or even just mimic that? Um, but doing that around the, the root note and doing that around like the main rhythm that the drummer is keeping or that the guitar player has set up with the the rhythm playing. It's kind of, it's a mixture of like playing between what the drummer's doing and then what the guitar player is doing and then kind of creating your own thing there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a whole new world for me. I, I just never, I just never dipped into it. So like lately being, uh, being isolated, it's given me a lot more opportunity to, to just try and experiment and listen to different things in a different way. Like rather than like that Alan Tucson album I was just talking about, rather than listening to just him, his name's on the record, you would think that you would just listen to his solos. But while he's soloing, what's that, what's the bass player doing there? Why, what did that drummer do different there? Um, uh, Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of getting me more, more back to actually being a, a listener a specific listener rather than just kind of just putting on a record and just walking around the house and letting it play in the background. Yeah, no, when you, when you listen, like there's a difference between like listening and listening, you know, <laughs> like you could just kind of hear it. You could be hearing it, but then if you're really listening to it and like paying attention and kind of analyzing what's going on, you, you discover like a lot of interesting things. Right. Um, and eventually it kind of changes the way that you just listen to music in general. Mm-hmm. I can't Absolutely. casually listen to music and I hate it. <laughs> I love it, but I hate it at the same time. That'll change. <laughs> no, I, I mean, like that'll change because I, I did the same thing whenever I was, I, I listened to music just because I was like, I'm a songwriter. So I'm just going to listen to good songs and then, oh, this song, this song sucks. I'm going to skip it. This song sucks. I'm going to skip it. And then eventually you just got so tired of, not enjoying music the way that we did whenever we were like 16 and we just put a record on. And I just, just re-entered that phase like two weeks ago and it's awesome. Yeah. And you, you, I think it's a wave thing. Like it'll come back. It, like eventually you'll get tired of like how you, you grow stagnant on your instrument. So then you just listen to guitar players or you just listen to drummers depending on what instrument you play. And then, then uh, you'll get tired of that. And then three weeks later, you're like, man, I found a new love for let's just listening to CDs again. Yeah, the, guilt, uh, the guilty pleasure CDs that you buy. 
that you didn't. I have very few guilty pleasures. I'm, I'm just at the point where, like, if I like it, I like it, and I don't really feel the need to explain. Like, I'll I'll talk about why I like it, but I don't need to justify why like X and Y pop song speaks to me or why I like ridiculously chaotic screamy hardcore punk stuff like it's just cool but then like if you go into like l in my itunes library like you're gonna see like the lawrence arms who's like a chicago style like punk rock band and then i also have like three lana del rey records and then i have limp biscuits greatest hits because it is obligatory that i talk about that band on this podcast we are five episodes in, and I have <laughs> talked about them every time. Boom. The goal Obligat- is to get Fred Durst on the podcast. I would love <laughs> nothing more than to have Fred Durst sit down and have a conversation with me. That would be incredible. I had a friend who saw them in D.C. Um, a long time ago, but he was like, uh, he said he, like it was one of those uh, festivals where there was like eight bands playing, and... and um, he said they were the band that he was looking for the least to going to see, but left the but left the festival a huge fan of him. He's like he he just said he just couldn't take his eyes off of Fred Durst. It was just he just had that like front man beaming to him that you just you had to watch him, you had to listen to him. You, I bet they're amazing live. Like it'd be so much fun because they're all their music is party music, and so it'd just be yeah, so just great to just a fun band. Yeah. There are no illusions to what they are. They are just a fun band. Like they're, they're not musically so good. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna cry. You're not gonna feel like deep emotion. You're just gonna be like, this is fucking fun. Like that's <laughs> and that's awesome. There's not I feel like there's not a lot of bands like that these days where they just come out and they're just like, We're just fun, you know? I feel like yeah. At least, especially like in in the genre that like I'm in, like everybody's got to have some kind of image and have some kind of like like me and Adam talked about it the other day about like you got to name your fan base and you've got to make it this cult and this thing and it's like we just why about like and I'm cool with that I like some of those bands but like everybody's doing that so it has less meaning it's just like we need some just fun fucking party bands you know to just go out there and just do stupid shit and everybody secretly likes at least one of their songs. So can we, I've been on this horse for like a year and a half. Like, can we, the world would be a better place if everyone would just be like, yes, there's two to five Limp Biscuit songs that the average person really enjoys. I need to see, see, they were, um, I don't, I don't want to keep dating myself, but see, they were, they were at their peak when I was in high school. And I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't listen oh, I to know, the I'm, radio. I know I'm late to the party. Their songs every like every thirty minutes. Yeah, they were huge. What a wonderful time you must have lived in. (laughs) Break stuff, rolling. What was the Great Depression like, Grandpa? (laughs) (laughs) You boys want to know about about what the nineties were like? Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) We are such. I've been looking forward to this because I feel like when people see us play live, they have to at least think like anyone who doesn't know us closely, like if if they don't know that like music was playing at the venue we were playing that night at or whatever, that they, they look over at us playing and think like, what the hell's going on up there? Because visually we do not look like we should be in a band together. And then like on paper, 
with everything that we're into that even furthers that we probably shouldn't be in a band, but yet we are, and it's awesome. I mean, we're the pink panties of passion, baby. <laughs> hey, that, that came up the other night when I did a I did a private live stream for the homegrown people. Oh, you're getting into and, webcamming? Uh, they were pretty upset that there were no panties. We could we could do one. <laughs> I have recording gear, I, and I I just bought a fancy camera, so it might not we'll be live, but we can camp. film it <laughs> <laughs> live from the basement. <laughs> put out a free cd with our next album or a free dvd with the next album <laughs> do a uh, well i'm building like a i'm building a website for my audio stuff like i'm pretty sure i have the the ability to like make a members thing and it could just be like a private upload that like we could just film like a rehearsal during the quarantine or whatever at some point and just be like it Here's fun little bonus content for, for all y'all who care. Yeah, the little like behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, all the stuff that made me like want to be an audio engineer in the first place was all the like making of compilations that bands would put on YouTube when I was like fourteen, and I rewatched all of them in the last week, and it's been incredible. <laughs> <laughs> to finally like when I was a kid, I remember be like, it would be so cool to know what's going on, and then. <clears throat> I watch back on like all these high budget records being made. And I'm like, oh yeah, like that console's sick. Like obviously that's how the guitar sounds like that. Like they're running it through an SSL, duh. And I'm like, oh man, sometimes I know stuff and I surprise myself. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's such a good feeling. All right, you want me to move on to my my playlist? You say, Phoenix, you can uh, you can go. All right, so I will start off with some throwback stuff that I've been getting back into. Um, I have been playing the MTV Unplugged Alice in Chains album. Yeah. Um, you know, Good specifically, work. specifically like Down in a Hole, Wood, um, Nutshell. You know, like those have been fucking just on on repeat. Um, so that's a little bit of a older stuff that I've been, I've been listening to right now. And I mean, just fucking Alice in Chains is incredible. I think we've, we've talked about him a couple of times on the pod, a couple of times already. If Adam um, and Phoenix are on the podcast, obligatory Alice in Chains talk. They're just, they're First one of my favorite bands. song I ever played live was Nutshell. Oh, hell yes. I ever Ooh. played it. It was, at my, it was at my senior high school talent show or something like that. And uh, it was funny because I, I never, I didn't talk. No one never knew who I was. I, I just went to class class to class i just no one barely knew who i was unless you played sports yep, with me. same here for me and then i got up and i, I just started singing and the, my friends my friends were filming it and you can hear like people behind them going oh my god he's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's, awesome it's kind of funny i i haven't seen that video in forever but yeah man that, and that dvd or that or i'm sorry i'm there's another dating i keep saying dvds who watches dvds anymore but <laughs> yo uh, I watched, um, we used to have a copy of the Alice in Chains Unplugged, and I, I probably burnt that thing out, man. That that beginning's so cool with the band coming out staggered, just the guitar player, and then the bass player, mm -hmm. then the drummer, and then all of a sudden, Lane Staley walks out and hits that, we man, it's just like chills ran up your spine. I was like, that's what I'm doing at the talent show. Hell yeah. I, I'm going to be Alice in Chains for one moment. 
Dudes, we should, I mean, maybe, maybe not, but we should totally throw that in the set list one day. We can do it. I think yeah. it'd be kind of cool. We kind of blues it up a little bit. I feel like, because I feel like it would kind of vibe, like especially that song. I feel like it'd be kind of cool. <laughs> Phoenix, uh, I'd love before to hear you Nick continue, uh, what would, do you remember the first song you played live to people? Yes. Um, well, okay, so the first song that I played live in a band... Well, I don't know if you did like the talent show or what, like just so, the first thing where there was like people watching you play. Okay. So my first performance ever was actually for, um, I was still technically in high school, but I was taking college classes. Um, and I was, that was when I'd gotten into music. And so I was taking vocal lessons at my local college. And so, um, I had to do like Italian stuff and sing in German. Du, and so my first i honestly i can't remember what it was called but the first time i ever performed i was singing in italian it was just me and then the uh, the pianist that was accompanying me and it was in like a little, little tiny theater at our community college to like maybe like 50 or 60 people um and i had to sing in italian and so that was my first time ever performing in front of people that's cool um i was singing this old like 300 year old italian song um but then the same day i actually had um my first band performance as well later on that day. And so the first song that we played was um, Burning Down the House by the Talking Heads. Right on. I'm gonna... I, th I was in high school and I would probably bet money that the first song that I played live with the band was either American Idiot by Green Day or Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Hell I yeah. feel like it was Smells Like Teen Spirit because I was a member of the cliche garage punk rock band in high school. <laughs> I feel like every band in our in our generation has played those songs at least once or twice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure our first set list was American Idiot, Smells Like Teen Spirit, uh, All the Small Things, Blitzkrieg Bop, and Seven Nation Army. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> Which, standard. <laughs> when, you're, when you're 16 or 15 or whatever awesome set list when you're 30 and that's your set list that's when the the, the unnecessary judgment comes out <laughs> you know what i mean like we've all heard that not good local band play that set and you're just like ah oh, god i get it but oh <laughs> this hurts yeah all righty i will let you continue now so uh one of my favorite bands um just dropped two of my favorite bands actually just dropped singles so uh a band called entheos they're like a very like technical death metal like band um with the original drummer for animals as leaders they're called entheos um and they just dropped a new single called remember you are dust and it's brutal as hell and technical and i love it and it's amazing um and then this this band haken um, so I got, I got a lot of stuff to say about this. So, um, these guys are one of my favorite bands. I consider them, they might not be my favorite band, but I think they're the greatest band because they have just a mixture of being able to write amazing songs, but also just the most technical shit you've ever heard. And they're able to combine it in a way where it's still listenable. Um, and like, as they've progressed throughout the years, they've gotten better and better at that, at being able to combine that like mainstream um, organization, you know, of being able to, to hear the repetitiveness of like a chorus and be able to go, okay, I can latch on to that. But then every part has just these insane technical things and wild ass time signatures that you're like, what the fuck is going on? Um, so they just dropped a new single called Prosthetic. Um, and my favorite engineer mixed it, Nolly. And it sounds incredible. 
And so I could I could talk about that for six hours. He so and I that, have so much in common. And by that, I mean, we're both named Adam. Dude, in the photo behind Nick, you look like Nolly. Like, I love that photo because you look just like Nolly. I could shave my head and maybe pass as a... I don't... Yeah. Well, he's got the he's got like the very sophisticated English way, like English like British English way of speaking. Mm-hmm. I can't pull that off. Yeah, but you look just like him, and your name is also Adam. I know. There's also a comedian named Adam Grabowski. Oh yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, and if anyone ever emails Adam C. Grabowski asking for stand up information, I will absolutely say I'll do it. <laughs> I can wing a fifteen. I'll get booed. I don't care. And then I got I got one more song. Um, so my favorite band, Coheed and Cambria, the lead singer, of course, there he's quarantined, but he had a side project that he released an album years ago under the title of The Prize Fighter Inferno. Um, and I love that record. It's like really experimental. It's got like acoustic guitar, electronica stuff. Um, and so in the last few years, he's really gotten into all the analog synthesizers, like all like the original Moog stuff and having to patch everything in. So he's built a whole synthesizer studio. Um, and so he started doing a new uh, Prize Fighter Inferno record. And so he just dropped a new song called More Than Love. Um, and, you know, a lot of people won't be into it, but like I really like it for just like the, the creativity of it, of just hearing all the sounds that he created. You know, that's I love analog synthesizers because all that stuff, like you have to dial in yourself. It's not a it's not a preset on a plug-in. You have to patch in the sounds and you've got, it just looks like an insane fucking like futuristic computer control room when you see this kind of stuff. And so all that stuff he created from scratch basically. Um, and so hearing all those sounds is just really, really cool. And that song is called More Than Love by the Prize Fighter Inferno. And I, it's really, really interesting. Nice. I'm I guess it's my- all this stuff so I can check it out. <laughs> I guess it's my turn now. Yeah. Alrighty. So as I said earlier, um, I've just been listening to a lot of music that originally inspired me to pick up instruments and whatnot. So as I said before, like when I was a kid, I was really into like the Tony Hawk games and then I broke my ankle skateboarding. And then after I broke my ankle, I didn't want to skateboard anymore. So I started picking up drums and now I'm quarantined and I just bought a skateboard to feel that uh, youthful, rebellious freedom that I've been longing for. So, I've uh, Radio by Alkaline Trio has been heavy yes. in my rotation. Uh, I think that was like one of the first like smart-ass lyric songs that I ever remember hearing as a as a kid and be like, I don't know what this is, but it it's snarky and I like it. And it's got a really catchy chorus. Uh, I want to, I still got to get that tattooed. Just a chick in a bathtub with a, with a radio. I'll get another alkaline trio tattoo. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want that tattooed so bad. I love that song. Holiday by green day. Again, I was in third grade. That album's awesome. I've been listening to that record a lot and it still holds up. And anyone who wants to hate on that area of era of green day, Let's sit down and have a conversation and I will have a seven by seven ruled PowerPoint explaining to you why it's a great record and you're wrong for not liking it. <laughs> so that's seven words per point, no more than seven points per slide, baby. And then to end off the alternative punk rock scene, Black Me Out by a band called Against Me off of their record Transgender Dysphoria Blues has been 
really heavy uh, on my playlist. It's a bit on the nose, like I'm angry at a person, uh, chanty uh, punk rock song. I saw them live a few years ago. It was, um, I forget who all I went to see. I think I went to see, it was them, uh, Frank Eero, and somebody else. And I didn't know who Against Me was. Um, and they fucking killed it. They were insane. Like, it was just, it felt, it was just like really, like, it felt like really true modern punk rock. Like, it just felt like they had some shit to say, and they fucking said it and killed it. It was really, really awesome. Well, her story's awesome, because she like as that album title like alluded to like she is transgender yeah and like the the story of that record's great she was like not to put the words in her mouth but like for what i've gathered from reading about it or like she was in she was a he at the time and he was in a dark place and i i guess he felt at that time his options were like i'm either going to accept who i am and write a record detailing all of the emotions that I've felt about this and things are going to be fine or I'm going to kill myself. And I'm really happy that uh, they decided to just embrace who they are and continue to write really inspiring, like true to self punk rock songs. I've seen them live twice. I saw them open for Jimmy world and the gaslight anthem, like front to back. That was probably the best bill I've ever gone to. And yeah. then I saw them, I just saw them in December open for Every Time I Die. And, uh, oh, that must have been incredible. Dude, it was like, literally, it was The Damned Things, which is Keith Buckley's side band, then Against yeah. Me, then somebody else who was awesome. And then Every Time I Die, I crushed it for an hour and 45 minutes. God, you must have just been beat to hell after that show in a good way. But that was day like- one. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I saw against me like right after I think I think it was like like shortly after she had she had um come out as transgender. Um and like just her her presence was insane. Like they were up there and it was like it was really wild cuz like with punk rock you typically feel like like I don't know. With a lot of the punk rock bands that I've seen like they definitely always seem very like withdrawn but then just like very angsty and yelly. But like the whole band including like her especially as the front front uh front woman. Um, just like so much fucking power and confidence and then just like the music it just ripped your fucking face off yeah they just walk out with this aggression they're like we're gonna fucking kill it it might it's not gonna be perfect because we're a punk rock band but like there's no holds barred and like when they play and it's like every the both both times i've seen them and every time i see them like like a live clip on youtube they just crush it and there's no you don't ever get the sense that like they're doing it for image. Like it literally just seems like this is who we are as people take it or leave it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where you find good punk rock is. Yeah. It's not not, arrogant. It's not confident. Yeah. When it's like, this is your, your true, these are your true feelings is your true anger. It's not some like fake or generated, um, angst, you know? No, it's like a true, like, cause lyrics like that, like it's a very personal record and not like, I don't, relate to those problems like I, I don't think most people will in their life but like when someone just puts their raw emotions out in a song like it's more captivating oh yeah you and can connect just, to it you can connect to it in a way of like i can understand this human being like i can feel empathy and i can feel like what they're going through because of how well they are you know um not explaining it but yeah dude that yeah. that transgender dysphoria blues record like front to back is just awesome so switching it up to from punk rock uh fourth song on my playlist is stepping it up 
by A Tribe Called Quest featuring Busta Rhymes. Listen to that when I took a shower this morning. Because uh, your boy gets down with the hippity hop every now and again. And that's just <laughs> who I am and I'm not ashamed of it. And then to take another left turn, song five is Remember to Breathe off of Sturgill Simpson's most recent release. Uh, the Sound and Fury, oh, nice. I think that record's called. Yeah. Right? That's a phenomenal record. The production on that is great. And that song in particular uh, is going to be talked about further next time we decide to do a breakdown episode, Phoenix. So, Hell yeah. That'll end up uh, on a playlist. So that's my five songs. Swingity-ding-ding. Yeah. that's. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird not being in the same room, you know? Yeah, I don't ever know if I'm like pausing because there's just a lull in the conversation or if there's a lag on the internet. Like, I've had some <laughs> lags. Like I was yeah. really worried when I was getting set up this morning, my internet kept like dropping and I was like, Oh shit. I've had a couple like moments where everybody's like frozen. Yeah. Um, you've cut out a couple times, but yeah, it's just also weird. Cause it's kind of like, there is just such a difference between being in a room with a person. And then like, I mean, even though I can see you guys, it's not the same. Like I can't, I feel like you don't pick up on like as much of like the, the the body cues and just like the energy you know and it's just, just kind of weird i don't hate it though robots man like it doesn't feel unnatural it just doesn't feel as natural as the conversation does yeah if that i was doing sense. a live stream the other night and it kind of kind of hit me about halfway through it where i was like you know this this sucks because we're not out and playing for people in front of people. But at the same time, I don't have like anybody drunk coming up to me and asking me if I can play like happy birthday or if I can say happy birthday in the microphone to her sister or something like that. I was like, I, in a way I can kind of get used to this for a little bit. I was playing a gig once where we were tearing down and some drunk lady came up and she's like, it's my friend's birthday and I want to sing to her. And I'm like, cool. Well, go over there and sing to her. <laughs> That's probably the it's worse. Yeah, it's been nice not being uh <laughs> I've been like sexually assaulted numerous times at shows um by older women. You know, like yep. drunk older yep. women. And you're just like, "Wow, wow, you ladies are are aggressive." Yeah. Like I I've had, I I've had some uh some women like come up and like older than me and like they'll come up and be like, "You were great." And they'll just kiss me on the cheek. And it's like, "Hold up. Like if I did that to you, I'd be in trouble, man. Yeah, if we flipped <laughs> ages and genders, I would be in jail for what just happened. Yeah. Phoenix and I both got aggressively hit on by the same drunk lady in the same night at a show. So. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. Hey, I think you, congrats. You gave, you gave her awesome. a pair of drumsticks, didn't you, or something like that? They like they followed she followed us out to like our car like we had like we were like unloading and she was like following like I think we had finished and we were getting ready to leave and so she was like following us to our car and was like can I have something like and my, Adam was just like yeah here take these drumsticks and like she was just like all like touchy feely and like we we're like trying to get in the car and she was like trying to get in with us so it was like what the fuck and are we you were doing? in Delaware <laughs> oh my at god twelve thirty in the morning. And I had to be at work at 8 a.m. <laughs> in Gettysburg. Rockstar life, man. Rockstar Yeah, life. it was, man. That was a good drive. There was no traffic on the road. We went to Wawa, and we listened to the Wu-Tang Clans enter the 36 Chambers on the way back. We did. Nice. We've, we've had a lot of fun drives together throughout I, the I, years. I'm hoping that the world writes itself so we can do the, the Blues Fest again. 
Yeah. Yeah. In Allentown. Um, I saw you talk about that on your live stream the other night. Was that last night? Yeah, I think it was. Somebody, because somebody was on there watching that, that, that saw us play there last year. But for you, Phoenix, I figured uh, I want to get one of those uh, Zoom handheld recorders and we'll just do a raw episode where I like put it in the cup holder and hit record. And when we drive up to a gig, like we'll ride to a gig together and just record that conversation and throw it up. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. And you can hear, hear you screaming at me about my driving. <laughs> Pick a lane! <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to hear all of my dumb bits when I yell at other cars in traffic. I don't know if anybody <laughs> else talks to it when you're in your car that you you talk at the other drivers like they're next to you oh yeah i just i scream at people because i have I road rage but like not like a like physical road rage it's just emotional it's just i'm just screaming in my car i make fun of them i'm just like hey like when someone comes flying past you on the highway and then there's just a a like all of the lanes in front of you are blocked by other moving traffic you're just like where are you going where are you, you going to go? Run, Forrest, run. Like, I, I'm not a left lane driver at heart. Like, my, my, my approach on the highway is like, I'm going to get to where I need to go, but I'm also going to try to stay out of everybody's way because the way some people drive in this world terrifies me. Is everyone still in the... Uh, yeah, everyone? we're still okay. here. I think we're okay. in a lull. Sorry. I think, I think. That's, <laughs> Phoenix froze there for a second, but... I wasn't sure what was happening. Oh, good. I was just making sure that, like, I didn't cut out. No, I can hear you. I guess the beautiful thing about a Zoom meeting is, like, if you just don't want to participate, you can just hold really still. (laughs) (laughs) You froze. And if you just, like, if you have a bad background and you just kind of, like, move, like, do the robot and don't talk, people would just think you're frozen. I'm going to adopt that into face-to-face conversation when this all uh, ends. I'm losing you. I'm, I'm, enter- <laughs> I'm entering a tunnel right now. I'm entering a uh, uh, de- 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 tunnel. Just fall, just fall asleep while you're talking to somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of dark. I don't think you can tell if my eyes are open. Just start doing this, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to close this window and do what I want to do. <laughs> Touch screen's not working. So, yeah. We, uh, we're at an hour gentlemen do we want to keep going or i don't know we got any other topics we can think of i will talk about anything and everything to the best of my ability it's like i feel like it's like you know it's one of the things like i've been you know just hanging out and like you know talking to my calling my dad and stuff like that and like you try to have conversations but like when there's nothing going on in the world right now except for like the one thing it's like really hard because like every day like in normal situations like you have so many interactions with different people like when you're going to work or when you're driving even just driving somewhere i haven't been driving like at all like i've gone to the gas station and the grocery store maybe like once in like the last week and a half um and like when you're doing that stuff all the time like you you have so many experiences whether you like register there or not and so it allows you then to develop new conversations with people but with this going on where it's like every day is just the same it's kind of like what what do i talk about nothing new has happened yeah, I drove for the first time in like weeks today and it felt awesome. I know. I might just, I might like, I don't know if I'm legally allowed to do this, but I might just go for a drive today just on some back roads and just listen to music. Yeah. It, I went out this morning and it, it kind of feels like, it kind of feels rebellious. You're like, you're looking around, you're like, I don't know if I should be out here. I, mean, I think but you're I'm fine if you're it. in your car, right? Like, as long as you don't get out of your car, it's like fine. Like, especially like where the places that like the three of us live, where it's like kind of country, like where no, you're, like, back you're still roads. allowed to do stuff. Yeah. You just like don't congregate. Yeah. 
they can't pull you over just because they see somebody out driving. Like, but yeah. they could, they could at least in Pennsylvania, they could cite you, uh, depending on what you're doing. Like, if you got pulled over for speeding, and then they ask you what you're doing, and then you're like, "Well, I'm going to go hang out with 50 friends," then they could end up. Yeah, same you thing there. here in Maryland. But who in the world would that? I, I saw I saw that on a headline on Twitter. It was like a, a woman got cited for it, and I read like she got pulled over for speeding and then she got cited for not social distancing. I was like, did you really just tell a cop that you were just going to go hang out with like 12 people? And yeah. Why would you not lie? Like, like how are yeah. they going to prove anything? Are they going to follow like, you? Like they got better things to do. Like, yeah, yeah at least they like, <laughs> I'm going to visit my grandmother, like checking in on the family or whatever. I'm heading to my colonoscopy. Like, <laughs> sir, you're 20. It's never too early to get a colonoscopy. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> I'm really bored, officer. I'm just trying to get new experiences in life. <laughs> trying try, try new things in the downtime. <laughs> you can never, uh, it's never too uh, early to get your health in order. Yeah. No, I mean, it's been nice. Like, I, one of the nice things, I've been spending a little more time, like, I feel like a kid kind of again at some times because I'm like, I've got nothing to do, so I'll just go out and sit in the backyard and just kind of like, the other day, I was like practicing somersaults for no reason. I was just like, hey, I've never really learned to somersault. Let me do this. <laughs> like just doing stupid ass shit because I'm like, I've, what else I've do? made a bucket list. It's written out very sloppily because I don't write on paper very much anymore. I just do everything in my phone. But I was like, no, I'm going to write this out because it's going to feel good to like cross it off when I accomplish things. Yeah. I've been doing the, uh, the 100 push up a day challenge. Oh, hell yeah. Not very well, but I've been doing it. That's a lot. I, I've tried doing that. It, like, you think you're like, okay, I'm going to do a hundred pushups. And you're like, it's not that much. I'll do 10 now and then 10 at the beginning of every hour or something like that. After like the third hour, you just totally forget that you're doing something. And I'm on day three and it, it, it kicked in today. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ooh, this is, this is no good. Yeah. But like, but just as a family, like we've been walking on the battlefield and it's nice to like it's such a weird time that we're living in not only now, but I guess in the couple years leading up to this, because it's just like, we've spent way more quality time together out and about than like we would normally do. But we all still live together. So it's interesting. Yeah, it's because like the whole world has just like come to a screeching halt. And so it's kind of like nobody has, yeah. most, a lot of people don't really have like responsibilities right now anymore. So like they have more time to spend with their, their families. Yeah, so I mean, one I, positive, I, I guess. said to a couple people that I might be in these, the minority where like the quarantine's actually been good for me in a way. Like, you know, I, like everyone, like I'm still taking a hit because like I make most of my money off of live productions. So playing gigs, doing sound for gigs, teching for gigs, like none of that's happening. But like I've started this podcast, building a website, got some other potential freelance stuff in the works. So I'm capitalizing on it. Hell yeah. So it's nice to have the, like the, you know, if I wouldn't have had four weeks of downtime, I would have probably never done this. But at the same time, it's like, Man, maybe I shouldn't complain about that one microphone live gig that I have to do because <laughs> work is awesome. Yeah. But at least now you're able to get into like the groove and the mojo and the workflow of doing this new stuff so that once life goes back to a semblance of normal, you're able to work it into your normal schedule. 
because you already have the, your workflow organized and figured out. Well, yeah, I and mean, like you as a good friend of mine, like probably know that like I'm usually hesitant to like approach things. Whereas like Nick texted me the other day and he's like, I, you know, you still have, you know, I still didn't pay you from the last gig. And I texted him back. I was like, cool, I'm going to buy a skateboard. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> he PayPal'd me <laughs> and then I went and used what he sent me in PayPal and bought a skateboard because fuck it. Oh, I do I want a skateboard. what I do for you. Thank you. <laughs> Nick was like, I totally intended that to be for a skateboard. <laughs> he was like, this is great because he'll probably break his ankles and then I'll, then you won't be able to play. I always wanted a band with no kick drums. We can... <laughs> <laughs> you should upload some uh, skateboarding videos, Adam. Yeah. I haven't been on a board in over 10 years. So do I document <laughs> the, the journey or do I wait? Yes. Because I just bought no, you got to sick- document the journey. I just bought a sick camera. Do it. Document. Let's see it. Babe from uh from the beginnings. All right. I'll do an inspirational YouTube video with like really dramatic background music. Oh yeah. It'll be great. Keep a lookout, not only for this podcast and all of our music, but my skateboard fail compilation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing either. I haven't had coffee yet today, so Ooh. I actually you guys you guys were earlier talking about how early it got up, and I was like, "Ooh, God, I feel like an <laughs> asshole." Uh, I I woke up at like one o'clock, and Adam was like, "You ready to do the podcast?" I was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, let me uh actually get out of bed." <laughs> cool. Well, we can wrap this up then, and then you can get your coffee, and then we can you and I can jump back and do the the next one that we want to do. Yeah, I'm down with that. Cool. Alrighty, do we have like a little outro? You want to say something to all the, uh, the yeah? The I was gonna uh, ask Nick to plug himself and anything he's got going on, and then the same to you, and then we'll uh, we'll end it. Well, I am uh, very appreciative of being on this podcast today. It was fun. It was just great to see your guys' faces and talk. I miss you. Um, <laughs> I've been talking with a two-year-old mostly for the last three weeks, so <laughs> those conversations haven't been going very far. <laughs> but um yeah thanks for having me on my name's nick andrew staver um these two hooligans play in a band with me and i really miss playing with them the last time i played live was with both you guys and we I played very well that night yes too. we did yes we did i haven't heard the live recording yet I, i'm gonna get a hold of steve here soon and hopefully uh get a hold of that i think there's some stuff on there that's a keeper that was a but, um a weird feeling because it was the gig that you want to end on because it was awesome and it was the gig that you don't want to end on also because it was awesome yeah you got, got to play another like the other but um <laughs> yeah i mean i'm just doing i'm just doing live streams right now every wednesday night and saturday afternoon wednesdays at 7 30 and saturdays at four and just trying to keep some semblance of normalcy and where can people at least where can people check those out what's that where can people check those out those live streams uh on my facebook page at nick andrew staver music awesome and then your instagram is also are you just nick andrew staver on instagram or yeah at nick andrew staver yep cool i will link all of those in the description which is what the hip internet people say so (laughs) boom like and subscribe (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome because that means that we're doing good. (laughs) 
Uh, and I have been Phoenix Johnson. Uh, you can check out my band, Marzy Maddox, M-A-R-Z-Y-M-A-D-D-O-X. We're on Facebook and Instagram, iTunes. Also, shout out to uh, Young Skittles. I just finished up his uh, two of his singles. They are now on iTunes and Spotify, so that's Young Skittles. Also, check out Shadow Apparatus. They just dropped a single that I worked on called Move On. And keep a lookout for Marshall Fuzz. I got their record getting ready to drop pretty soon. So uh, check those guys out. They're really dedicated musicians. They're all incredible. Um, and uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. Cool. I would like to shout out Nick Andrew Staver, who I am secretly working on a project with at the moment that will be available at some point here. Ooh, I don't even know about this. I'm excited. When, when the quarantine ends... Yeah, quarantine, trying to get that off the ground. <laughs> it's quarantine, but with an M instead of an N, and it works because it's just like, oh, I got all this time to do this, so there's really no, you know. I live a no-deadline lifestyle, basically. <laughs> all right, this has been the Backseat Playlist Podcast, more than likely episode five. Uh, I think I've ended every episode with do what you love, love what you do, travel light, and don't be a dick, so think that's a good spot to end it thank you gentlemen and cheers uh, boys thank you we See should you uh we should do another band podcast at some point when we all are feeling like it hell yeah all righty i'm going to stop the recording now take care now bye bye then bye bye